0: Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast, the podcast for women who want to create more wealth in both life and business without compromising what you value. We live in a world that tells you there is a limit to joy, peace, success, and wealth, and that you must trade what you value to create more of what you want. I'm here to teach you how to become wildly successful, influential, and wealthy, doing it your way. Hey, I'm Nicole, your flow-based business coach, and in my world, the way you create more wealth on the outside is by accessing wealth from the inside. After building what looked like a successful coaching business on the outside, on the inside, I felt unaligned, tired, and envious of the coach who truly enjoyed her lifestyle and whose business supported her. Safe to say, I was tired of the hustle and doing things somebody else's way. So I made a decision to build my business and live life in harmony with what felt aligned to me. I activated my intuition, learned how to slow down, practiced radical self-trust, and shifted strategies in my business to what was more aligned to me. And guess what? I saw my energy light up, my life expand, and my business results grow even more effortlessly. By leaning into my flow, following what lit me up, and tuning inward, I unlocked new levels of abundance in my life and business with ease. And that's why in this podcast, I'm on a mission to help people like you build a business that truly does support your lifestyle, generates money with ease, and most importantly, lights up your soul. I believe you do not need to box yourself in, play small, or trade what you value to become wildly successful. So are you ready to activate your flow let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Make Money Moves series. I'm so excited about this series. You guys already know I love talking about money. I could talk about money all day, every day. and I wanted to do this series because well, let's be real. Money has a grip on all of us. Money is such significant in like part of all of our lives and if we don't manage or change our relationship with money then it just continues to be the same forever and most of the time what I see for a lot of my clients and even for myself is we are living under money beliefs money stories and money paradigms that are just not serving us. They are paradigms and beliefs that we were conditioned growing up, that we were taught by society, and we know that it is hurting us and hurting our relationship with money. The question I want to ask you in this series of Make Money Moves is, I wonder if you would be able to have an experience in this lifetime where money gets to feel good, where you get to interact with money in a way that feels truly abundant and doesn't elicit feelings of stress, anxiety, and worry. I get on a lot of coaching calls with clients who tell me things like money is the source of all their stress, all their worry, all their fear, they cannot look at their bank account without getting anxious. They always stress when they need to pay for bills. And even on the other end of the spectrum, when I have clients who have money available, money too creates stress for them. And what it made me think about was that it's not the amount of money that creates the feeling of money being good in our life, money can feel bad for anybody no matter how much money you have available to you. And so my goal in this series is to help you explore a relationship with money where money doesn't feel bad or icky to think about, to engage with, to save, to spend, to have. And we're gonna dive into so many different avenues around money that you're gonna really know so much more about yourself and how you spend or relate to money. So in today's episode, we're gonna talk about spending because you know, this is where, this is how we all know money. This is the function we believe money has. And when spending makes you feel bad, but you do it a lot because you do have to spend in order to live in this world, it's the, it's the way we access resources. When spending makes you feel bad, well, your relationship with money ain't really healthy. What if spending, no matter how much you have in your bank account, got to feel good? The thing is, we often only feel good about spending when we have a lot of money, when we think there's no money running out, Or we have, you know, we are not really worried that there is a lack of money. Or on the other side of it, we feel good spending when it's something we care about. And this is a really, really important thing because often it's one or the other. We experience spending in a way where we kind of revert to if there is not much money available, then spending must feel bad, but I have had so many experiences as of the past few years, really working through my money mindset and my money experiences where I have had very little. In fact, I've been to the literal bottom dollar and have felt good spending. And a lot of that has come from being able to detach my sense of validation and safety from the money see when your sense of validation or your promise of safety and sufficiency comes from how much money you have available then it's going to feel really hard to let go of the money let alone to feel good about letting go of the money right so what our job our job is is to create a relationship with money where it does not it does not provide us the validation or the word worthiness or the safety. Because how fragile is that to put your worthiness, validation and safety on money, something that is fluid, something that is always ebbing and flowing just doesn't serve you, feels vulnerable and really fragile. What if you could put your validation and worthiness and sufficiency and safety inside yourself. You could seek those things from inside yourself and money was just something you got to play with. See, for a lot of us, we learned to place our validation, our safety, our sufficiency in money because it was scarce to begin with. Our parents, our upbringing taught us that we needed to fend for survival And we couldn't experience happiness, we couldn't experience peace unless we had money, unless we had more money. And so more often than not, just like in my experience growing up, you sort of see your parents, you see everyone around you like working so hard, hustling so hard and delaying enjoying nice things, delaying enjoying the little pleasures of life. I'll give you an example. I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. Growing up, I would see like plastic wrappers on our TV control remotes. My parents would never remove the the plastic cover on the microwave, you know, the buttons and then it gets all like scratched up and bubbly. Yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, I know you know. So this was an experience that I had that subconsciously taught me that we're not allowed to enjoy the fullness of our things, our nice things, because it was either worth a lot of money or we needed to sell it and make money when we sell it, right? So there was always this subconscious experience of like, we don't get to even enjoy our things. Now let's talk about eating out. This is a whole other thing. If you came from an Asian or an ethnic household, you know that eating out was a luxury. You would not do this more than once a week. In fact, you're lucky if you got to do it more than once a week, right? Why would you eat out when we have food at home? Why would you eat out when we can just eat the leftovers from last night? It doesn't matter if it's the weekend, there's food. We've got ingredients to cook. Now, this isn't to demonize or to say that any of this is bad or one is better than the other. This is just purely for this example. But essentially that subconsciously sent a message to me that nice things were reserved for special occasions only and that the experience of spending money on something that would make you feel good was something that you would only have in little amounts. Now it might sound really vain and it might sound really hedonistic to just desire to always feel good when you spend money. But that is just not how I want to, sorry, the opposite is not how I want to live my life. I don't want to live a life where 80% of the time I feel bad spending money and only 20% it feels good. If I could flip it, then hell yeah, I'm going to flip it. Because so many of us are living from the 80% of our relationship with money and our interaction with money feels bad. So this is your invitation if this resonates for you, and if it doesn't, the door is right there, okay? So to make spending feel good, we have to become conscious of our thoughts. In any area of money mindset mastery, you have to be conscious of your thoughts about the money, about yourself, about the world that you are engaging in with the money, right? When you spend and it feels bad, you wanna become conscious of the thoughts that are occurring in your brain that are creating the feeling of it being bad. Your thoughts create your feelings. That's how it is, right? Your feelings don't create your thoughts. Your thoughts always create your feelings, right? If, you're, if, you're gonna, if you think like, that's not true, sometimes I feel a certain way and then I end up thinking a certain way, you got it twisted. The only reason why you were feeling that way to begin with was because you had a thought that engaged your body in a certain way that triggered certain reactions, right? And then your body responded. Your body does not do anything without the brain's command. And so your thoughts are what you are plugging into your brain to direct how you're feeling. So if you want to make spending feel good, then you have to be conscious of the thoughts that are making you feel bad. So. What I wanna talk to you about is spending in a way that makes you feel good, right? Now, when you spend as a vote to what you value and as a vote to the highest, most abundant version of you, it is inevitable that it will feel good, right? Spending as an expression of what you value and spending as a vote to the most abundant version of you will always make you feel good. Let me explain. So if you value, your energetic value is spaciousness, stillness, and maybe your actual values outside of that is freedom, peace, then when you spend in a way that costs a vote to those values of choosing spaciousness and environment that's still choosing freedom choosing peace, then it will intrinsically feel good to spend. The only way something feels bad to spend is when you start to listen to the projections of other people's thoughts and values. I said that word weird, projections. When you spend in a way that casts a vote to what you value and expresses your highest self, then... It cannot feel bad, it only starts to feel bad when you begin to let the uh, the opinions and the thoughts or the values of other people influence you, right? Now let's talk about this whole energetic values thing. So we all know what values are, like just values as they are, freedom, peace, right? Hope, love, like there, there's so many values, generosity, kindness, compassion. Energetic values have to do with the physical dimension, mental dimension, and emotional dimension. Now, there are no real rules. Uh, Energetic values are literally, it's literally a word that I made up, but I use it a lot in my coaching. I explain it, it's a concept that I teach in flow-based business. And energetic values encapsulate the energetic engagement, around your physical, mental, and emotional world. So one thing I always say is my energetic value is spaciousness because I love a spacious environment. I love feeling spacious. I love a spacious calendar and schedule, right? I love spacious people. It's a state. It's an energetic state that that does come across, uh, come into my physical, mental, and emotional dimension. Same thing with stillness, right? you might really value stillness in your physical environment, same as your mental environment, your emotional environment. Whereas somebody else might value energetically, um, what's that word? Like a sense of anticipation and excitement. And maybe instead of stillness, they value like this constant like going and constant like ramping up to something, right? So that would mean that you make different choices for where you live or where you like to work right? Or what friends you hang out with. So it's really helpful to know your energetic values. I actually released a whole episode on this, a whole podcast episode, and I would definitely recommend having a listen to it. I will link it in the show notes so that you can have a listen to it. Maybe you want to pause this and listen to that first, because that's going to help you out a lot with this episode. So... When I say spend as an expression of your values, I'm going to give you some examples in a second, but all I'm really talking about is spending in a way that that really aligns to that value. So for example, take that take the spaciousness. If I were not spending in alignment to that value of spaciousness, I would probably be let's say I was apartment hunting and I found a place that was really, really like cheap, really good price, but it was really cramped up. Let's say it was a tiny little room and I would have my desk and then like right there I'd have my bed and there would be like very little walking room, space to create content, and no light, that's a big one for me. If I were to say, hey, well it's cheap, I can settle for this and I go ahead with it, that even if it hits the budget that that checks all the boxes, it's not going to feel good because it is actually not in alignment to the things I value. I have chosen money, saving money, or spending only this much money that I said, over what I value. And when you wanna live a values-based life, how you spend your money has everything to do with the life and experience you create. Because money has such a huge role in shaping our experience of life. And so if we're still choosing, saving X amount of money over our personal values and we're not willing to wait it out, we're not willing to keep looking, we're not willing to say no because we fear that we're not gonna find a better place or we fear that we're never gonna get it, we settle. That means we've chosen the money over the value, and you know what that says? It says that the money is more important than me. The saving of the money is more important than honoring what matters to me, than honoring the quality of life I desire and believe I deserve. And what that does is it's kind of like a punch to the highest self. It's a punch to the version of you that believes she can have the things she wants. It's kind of like you're like, yeah, I don't care what you want. I'm going to just do this because this works for the money. But what about you? What works for you? And when you don't think about it and you don't even take yourself seriously enough to actually to spend in alignment to what you value, little by little you will feel like you are degrading who you are. You will begin to become disconnected to yourself. Because what you're doing is you're acting in accordance to somebody else's values. Maybe, maybe somebody told you that it was better to spend the money on this thing that was gonna fit your budget better, right? Maybe somebody told you that it's stupid to pay any more than X, right? And that is a projection, but we believe it to be true, especially if it's coming from people that we have rapport with like our family members, like our friends, our partners. And the thing is when we believe it, we also forget, like it becomes a tunnel vision. We forget that there are also other possibilities. This is the other thing. We settle because we think that's the only possibility. We settle because all of a sudden we've gone from abundance into fight or flight. And because we're in this survival primitive mode, we've tunnel vision, we're trying to survive here. Right, And it's either now or never. And we've lost touch with the possibility that there could be something more, that there could be a house right around the corner that fits within the budget and has the value of spaciousness written all over it. Right? So this is truly how powerful it gets to be. And you kind of play between the logic of like calculating, like, is this gonna be good? And possibility of what could be available to you But the most important thing is, if you don't know your values and you don't have a true north, you're going to spend in intrinsically? No, you're going to spend into it. I don't know the word. (laughs) I don't know, I've forgotten the word, there's a word. Reflexively? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, right? You're gonna spend habitually, that's a good word, because it's what you have always done. It's how you've always processed spending uh, spending on things and money decisions. So remember that. I'm interrupting this episode with a special announcement. I've just released a brand new workshop called Money Liberation, and it is a workshop that is going to change your life. This is a masterclass designed to help you transform your relationship with money from seeking validation to living detached, free and unfazed, no matter how much money you have in the bank. If you're somebody who is aware of the strain money places on the quality of your life and you want to be liberated from it once and for all, I wanna invite you to join me. This workshop will help you to identify and release your money blocks. We're gonna dive into the connection between self-worth and net worth including how to detach your sense of validation and worthiness from the amount of money you have. I'm gonna teach you how to relate to money in a healthy and abundant way so that money does not create stress and anxiety for you. And I'm gonna help you understand where your money stories came from and how to relate to your finances in a way that creates more abundance, ease, and effortless wealth from the inside out in your everyday life. If you want to live your own unique version of your abundant and wealthy life, this is the workshop to join, especially if you're somebody like me who grew up in a household where money was scarce and you learned to experience money through struggle, exhaustion, and hustle. Through conditioning and observing the way that my parents, my household, and my culture even related to money, I learned and adopted these narratives that do not serve me in experiencing abundance and wealth. In fact, they are narratives that I carry today that hinder the experience of attracting, creating, and living in more wealth. Because of some of the money stories we carry, we hinder and hold ourselves back from being able to experience the nice things in life, giving ourselves the pleasure of treating ourselves or experiencing things that other people get to experience simply because we were taught that it was not for us, that it was for people with more money. This workshop is about healing healing the wounds of unworthiness and being able to finally stop outsourcing your validation, sense of security and safety to money. I want to teach you how to finally liberate yourself around money and how to no longer live a life in the constant pursuit of the validation that money gives you. I know that I don't want my life to revolve around the endless chase for money and yet hardly ever get to enjoy it. This is about redefining the role money gets to play in your life and taking back your power around your finances. Keep in mind this is not a webinar on managing your finances. This webinar is primarily focused on the inner work and mindset shifts to transforming your outlook and paradigm of money. So be prepared to explore your money stories and to deep dive into To your self-concept. Don't worry, I'm going to guide you through all of it. So join me for this 90-minute free money liberation workshop. Sign up in the description below, and I'll see you inside. Spending, if it doesn't feel like an expression to your values, or you don't even know if you're spending in a way that expresses your values, you want to slow down enough to actually check in because you can always feel, you can always tie every dollar, every cent to a certain emotion, to a certain value. What were you valuing at that time? If I got you to like do an exercise and go through your bank account and tell me, what value was this honoring? I want you to be able to tell me that was honoring this value, that was honoring this value, right? Now you might be thinking, what about the bills? Right, what about the the daily necessities like that we all just have to pay, like the bills, the rent, the petrol? Yeah, it applies to that too. It is your responsibility to be checking in with how you feel around your money, especially the spending of it. If you are mindlessly spending on things that you're like, I just have to spend on this, is it helping you feel abundant every day? No, you're just, you. more often than not, you actually feel really helpless. You actually feel like, oh, I just have to do it. Like, I don't want to look. Does that feel powerful to you? Does that feel like a powerful woman around her money? No, I want you to think about it before, and I coach one of my clients on this, before you hit pay on your bills, I want you to take three deep breaths and tell yourself three good reasons why it feels good to pay your bills, right? It feels good to pay your bills on time, to have the money available, to cover your own head with a roof, with electricity and warmth. Tell me reasons, tell yourself reasons why it feels good to be able to put petrol in your car that gets you from A to B whenever you want it. Right? Like there are so many incredible things that just go unrecognized because we're too busy feeling bad about our money. When we could really be feeling like the wealthiest person on earth energetically, right? When you can feel energetically wealthy, it changes how you carry yourself. It changes what you attract to yourself. Okay? So your spending should always speak to the most abundant version of you as well. So let me give you some fun examples of how I do this. I call this energetically aligned spending. And I'm going to give you six, but I have so many more. I have a habit of, like I said, always checking in with how I feel when I'm spending money because I want money to feel powerful. Now, this isn't to be interchanged with money being my sense of worthiness or validation because what if you don't have money to spend, right? Let me tell you. If you decided that you were gonna pay all your bills and it left you with no money to play with this month, that was still a choice. You could have chosen to let your bills go overdue and chosen to spend it on something else. It's your choice, and you have to remind yourself that it's your choice. You can't be like, I don't have any money. You did have money. You just chose to spend it somewhere else. You chose to direct the flow of your money to support your living to pay your bills, to be a responsible adult, right? So don't play victim, avoid playing victim to money, right? Okay, so let's give you some examples. First things first, coffee. Coffee, San Pellegrino water, cocktails when I'm at a bar with my friends or with my partner. I like to call these mood juice beverages. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but I call them mood juice because they instantly i haven't it's kind of like i anchor in my mind that every time i'm going to take a sip of coffee in the morning every time i buy a bottle of san pellegrino and cocktails i every time i take that sip that is me anchoring into abundance i created that association a long time ago if you've heard me speak about this in the energetic values episode you'll know coffee has an association that in my brain of like me way back like 4 years ago when i just started my business telling myself one day i'm going to be working from cafes and drinking coffee at any time of the day and i would be a full-time coach and i would have clients from all over the world that's what coffee symbolized for me and i have i had i would continuously work from cafes even when i was doing three jobs at the one time and I wasn't full-time yet, I had zero clients. I was associating coffee to abundance because it just made me feel good. And that association would always change how I felt. And funnily enough, my partner caught on to it. He would buy me a coffee if I was feeling really discouraged or if I was feeling like there was no possibility of clients coming and I was really struggling for money. He would use that because he knew that that association of coffee to Um, to abundance was there and I would tell him about it same thing with San Pellegrino I've shared this story as well many times about how I want to do a Europe trip and in my brain it's always been ingrained that it's too expensive and having San Pellegrino water always felt like a bougie thing to do like something that Europe people in Europe would drink San Pellegrino and when I had all the money I would just, my standard of drinking water would be San Pellegrino. I don't know why, don't ask me why, but that's just in my brain, that was the association. So I decided to just play with that. I was like, why wouldn't I just buy a $7 San Pellegrino water? It sounds unrealistic. It sounds silly. It sounds maybe even dumb to some people. Why would you pay $7 for San Pellegrino? But to me, It wasn't just the water, it wasn't the brand, it was the experience I got on the other side of it. And that was always worth it. Because if I could have the rest of my day shift energetically from scarcity into abundance because I bought something for $7, then heck yeah, I'm gonna do it, right? Right? It's amazing, same thing with cocktails. The version of me who is unfazed by the price of a cocktail and celebrates herself often, That's what it's speaking to. The cocktails are symbolic of that. And so in this example, I hope you're starting to see how there is this dynamic relationship I have with what I spend on that I kind of use to help me feel abundant and tap into that energetic value. So if you caught it, my energetic value is abundance and it speaks to the version of me who believes that more is possible, more is available always. So anytime I wanna tap into that feeling, I've anchored it on these things that I spend on. Okay, the second example is being in a luxurious environment. Hotel stays or staycations or holidays or restaurants that, that are just beautiful, right? I do this at home as well. Being in a luxurious environment, I purchase I don't purchase a lot of expensive things from my home when I when I had my own apartment or even in my own room, but I do pay attention to things like soap. What soap am I using? I buy Aesop soap for my hands, and when I wash my hands, it feels luxurious, it feels beautiful, it feels wealthy. I buy a high-quality tea towel to or a high-quality wash towel. I will buy thick tissues instead of the thin ones right the luxurious environment just it allows me to feel into the value of wealth and this isn't just monetary wealth i have talked about this in my energetic values episode i talk about how wealth is a sense of purposefulness where everything has its own place and everything is curated and hand selected and i love that experience And for me, I love looking, walking into my room and feeling like, wow, like everything has its place. I get to have nice things. And it's this energetic value of like experiencing wealth in the everyday things. And that that sense of intentionality is what creates the luxuriousness. Not so much the brand, but the intentionality, the the craftsmanship of the item, right? It sends me a message of I get to have nice things because growing up, I didn't have that. We had like the two ply, one ply, I don't know, tissues that were like see-through, right? But when you buy like the four ply, I'm just making this up, you know, the thick ones, right? That feel literally like it feels like a, a handkerchief that sends a message. It sends a message of like, I get to have nice things. And when you grew up believing that you, you weren't allowed to have nice things or nice things were in scarcity, it changes how you engage with yourself, the world and your money. I surround myself with things that make me feel wealthy I surround myself with things that speak to the version of me who was taught that cheaper is always better and you need to save every penny and nice things are reserved for other people and not you. If I wanna change that experience with money, I gotta start in the little things like the tissue. I gotta start with the little things, right? Okay, third thing is paying for something for somebody else. So shouting someone, I I was in Bali and I said, I'll shout you to one of my friends. And they're like, what, you'll shout at me? And I was like, no, I think that's slang. And I had to explain that shouting someone means paying for their ticket or paying for their food. And it was just funny, but shouting someone is another way that I spend in a way that feels good to me. So whether it's a coffee, a lunch, a cocktail, an Uber voucher, a plane ticket, I haven't done a plane ticket often, I've only done it once, but it is my goal to be able to gift some more plane tickets to people. But this is in honor of the energetic value of generosity. It feels so powerful to be able to have choices and money gives you choices. People often make themselves feel bad for wanting more money but in reality, when you have more money, you have more choice. You can delegate money to people you love, to causes that matter to you. Having more money is not a bad thing. We have to remember that. We have to stop demonizing desiring more money, right? Money flow is, is incredible. If you could have all the money flow, what would you do with it, right? And you want to believe that you're a person who would do great things with money. It feels powerful to have money because it gives you choices and it gives other people more choices through you, right? So for me, the, the value of generosity speaks to the version of me who would always say to herself, I can't be generous because I don't have enough money right now. I I would tell myself this so much growing up, even in my like young adulthood when I was working and scraping for money, you know, like the broke uni student story. When I have the money, then I'll be able to be more generous. And I would envy the people who would always be generous and giving. There's a person in my world who, shout out to her, her name is Dwell, who I believe is one of the most generous people in this world, not just with her money, but with her time, with her energy. She is the one who comes in first and leaves last. And she has not had it easy with money. She didn't have a family with all the monies. And yet, she was so generous with her time, with the money she does have, and she would always, always give. She would always offer. And to me, I remember feeling like I was not generous enough because I would see that her situation was already tight. And yet she would be openly giving and shouting people food and taking people home and having very little petrol, but driving them around like, and she is somebody that I absolutely admired when it comes to the quality of generosity. And I really deep, if I was being honest, I wasn't a generous person. Right. But to change that narrative, I had to be willing to make choices that, that, would help me to feel and access that value a lot more, especially if I wanted to live out that value more. So that looked like actually deciding that, hey, it might feel uncomfortable, but I'm gonna buy this person a coffee. I'm gonna go out of my way to buy someone lunch, right? And that was a challenge, but it was a vote to the person that I wanted to become to the highest version of me. All right, number four, we're almost there. A spontaneous anything. The ability to spend on a spontaneous anything, whether it's a spontaneous holiday, a spontaneous overnight stay, a spontaneous Kmart run, or a spontaneous Uber Eats dinner because you're just too tired. I think that this is, I mean, it's different for every person. Not every person is going to allow themselves to spend on an Uber dinner just because they can't be bothered to cook. But in, in my like in my life, I have been able to give myself the permission to be like, this is how it works. I prepare all my food and anytime if I have not prepared food, for example, I go to see my family and there's no dinner there. I didn't bring my dinner with me, like my meal prep. Then I'm going to willingly pay for the Uber Eats. like. Something like that allows me to feel really powerful around spontaneous spending because there is a certain level of boundary around it. If you're, and I'm not saying that we're going to just go out of control when we're spontaneous, but you want to know yourself and how you relate to things. You don't want to be like spending recklessly. And you know that it's spending recklessly. Like you will know yourself best. You will know when it feels good to do something spontaneous or when you are like really just spinning out of control. Yeah. So for me, this speaks to the energetic value of freedom and time flexibility. It speaks to the version of me who was able to just decide to collapse time and say, "I'm. we're not going to stress about dinner tonight. We're just going to take advantage of the luxury that we have to order food and enjoy that. We're going to... For the overnight trip or the holiday, like a spontaneous holiday, it speaks to the version of me who once wanted to be able to travel whenever, wherever. She doesn't have to ask for approval or ask anybody for for anything. She creates her own rules. And to me, that feels so abundant to just be like, tomorrow, I'm just going to up and leave. And people in my world get so shocked by this, they're like, what? Like I, my friend was going to Malaysia and she's like, I'm gonna go to Malaysia. I'm like, cool, I've never been there. I might come with you. And she like laughed. And then literally like a week later, I was like, hey, I booked my ticket, so what's the plan? Like, where are we going? And she was like, what? And she was so excited. And I got to spend time with her, her family, and we ate so much food. It was just the best time. And she was so shocked by it because she was like, what in the world? Who, Who does that? Who has that flexibility? And it, and to me, being that I worked so hard to have this, if I let myself live in the paradigm that I used to have where you're not allowed to just make decisions last minute and that means you're reckless, then I wouldn't have done it. But if I was living in, but at the time I decided I was gonna live in the abundance, I was gonna live in honor of the freedom and time flexibility value, and I would make decisions to cast a vote to that. And hey, I did it. And it was amazing and it changed my identity. It it showed me that I could decide to do anything and it was gonna be okay. Okay? Number five is business investments. So my energetic value here is always learning and expanding. So investments like enrolling into a program, hiring a coach, purchasing a new book, these are all investments that I always remind myself get to feel good because sometimes they are not cheap investments. Sometimes they are big commitments. But what it does is it sends a message to my brain that My, what I care about matters to me, my projects, my brain's ideas, my hard work is worth investing in and it's worth investing in often. Okay. Now the sixth and final one is my bills, my car repayments, my business subscriptions. So anything that kind of just feels like the monotonous, I just have to. And I want to end on this. I know I mentioned it earlier about the whole like how to really get behind spending on things that don't feel good. I did an episode as well called um, making, making, making spending money feel good or something like making, making money feel good. I don't know, but it was, it was very similar episode to this, but I talked about how like money gets to feel good no matter what. And my bills, my car payments, business subscriptions, are, or even tax payments, that's a big one, is some of the hardest places to feel good spending, especially tax, guys. Tax is insane in Australia. And for me, I had to really work to find like, what do I value in this situation? And it took me a while, but I realized that what I actually really value is to feel powerful around how I delegate money. If you guys know the song make money moves by make money moves I think it's called money by Cardi B and she says something like make money move and I always visualize that like money was just this stream and you were able to direct like the flow of where that money would go if you're on YouTube you'll see me kind of waving my hands around that's essentially what powerful money moves is it's Knowing that money is constantly flowing. It doesn't just come in little increments. It's constantly flowing. Whether it's a lot of it or little, it's still flowing. And making money move powerfully comes to believing you have choice. When you feel helpless around your money, you're like, oh, it's just kind of going everywhere. But when you are like, I make money move where I want it. I make money move in a way that supports me. I make my money move to places that I like it to be then it all of a sudden gets you back into your power around money and it automatically feels good, even if you're paying for a tax. So I literally was doing self-coaching practices around my money before I made my tax payment. I kid you not, before I paid my accountant, I had to do some resetting around my money thoughts because I was like, no way am I going to let myself feel bad about paying this money to to pay my tax? when it's this amount of money i don't want to feel like a victim i want to feel powerful that i get to pay this that i have a business that has created this much money that has the ability to input into the taxes of my country this much that is an incredible thing and i'm i'm this old like i'm only 25 i'm only 26 and i and i've done it all on my own like i had to program program that into my system to feel powerful, to remind myself that I make money move wherever I want it. And it sends the message that I am capable of being able to fund my lifestyle. I am capable of building a business that makes money. I could speak about this forever. You can probably tell, but I am so excited guys. I'm so excited to be diving into this entire series with you. This is going to be epic. I feel like we're all just going to have some major freaking breakthroughs and our lives are going to change. Now I have to let you know two things. The first thing is I'm actually doing a money mindset mastery. I know all the M's, right? Series on TikTok. So I'm doing short 1-minute video snippets and popping them on TikTok, and I want you to go and follow my account or that playlist there's a specific playlist you'll see it on my on my account and I want you to follow that because if there's any message that you want to be getting on your for you page on TikTok it's this you you want to go into this like you're on a boot cab to reprogram your money stories and this is really going to change your life I promise you second thing I want you to do is I want you to send me a DM on Instagram if this resonated with you and quote to me the words, make money moves. When you do that, I'm going to send you a free training that I have created on this exact topic. It's all about reprogramming your mind around money and deconditioning the limiting scarce beliefs, scarcity beliefs that have kept you small in relation to money, right? DM me, make money moves, and I'm gonna send you that training. All right, that is all for this week. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. If anything I said in this episode resonated with you, send me a message on Instagram or screenshot and share it on your story. Don't forget to tag me at underscore N-I-C-O-L triple A-Y. I love getting to know you and your story, so don't be a stranger. Lastly, help me get this message out to others just like you who might just need to hear it today. All you need to do is like and leave a review so this podcast gets seen by the many women who need to hear this message who knows who we might reach together. Don't forget to check out the links in the description box. Thank you for tuning in this week and I'll catch you next time, bye.